the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is your source for breaking news and what to make of it all. This is the Mike Gallagher Show. My name is Matt Taibbi. Um, I'm not a so-called journalist. Yet you yourself posted on your, your um, I guess it's kind of like a web page. I don't quite understand what Substack is. but Watch how these Democrats treat Matt Taibbi. I guess if democracy dies in darkness, they're the ones turning off the lights. So, so nobody, nobody from the news department, any news department, contacted and said, "Hey, Tucker, what do you, what are you seeing? What do you got?" No one from any news organization that I'm aware of. I can't speak for my producers, but that as far as I know, no one has ever, no one ever asked. Now, from the ReliefFactor.com studios, here's Mike Gallagher. <laughs> I saw a great tweet by my colleague and friend Charlie Kirk yesterday on Twitter. Let's see here. Let's look at the week we've had. This last couple of weeks, January 6th footage released, bombshell revelations on COVID's origins and Fauci's cover-up, journalists detailing the weaponization of the FBI at Twitter, a Marine sniper reveals he was denied permission to shoot suicide bomber that killed 13 Americans, and then in all caps, Congress is finally doing its job. Isn't it something to watch the Republicans in the majority in the U.S. House of Representatives doing their job? Yesterday, I watched a little bit of the Twitter files hearings. There are a couple of journalists, Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi, and they've been dissecting. This is a little bit, the Twitter files is a little bit like Speaker Kevin McCarthy and Fox News with the January 6th surveillance. Elon Musk turned all of this information about what how Twitter had been operating, colluding with the FBI and all the censorship that Twitter got, enga- got involved in over COVID. COVID misinformation. COVID. That's what we've heard for three years. This week I saw a headline in the New York Times. Oh, both political parties now think it may have come from the lab. It may have been a Wuhan lab leak. Are you kidding me? These people are pathetic. Pathetic. And with the Twitter files, when Musk turned over all these, you know, voluminous amount of files to people like the journalists like Matt Taibbi, Matt Taibbi has been an investigative journalist for decades. What these Democrats did to them yesterday on Capitol Hill was really something to watch. I mean, it was it was something to behold. Debbie Wasserman Schultz, she couldn't bear any answer to any question she asked. As soon as any of them tried to answer, she shut them down and said, I'm reclaiming my time. I'm reclaiming my time. These clowns didn't want any answer from Matt Taibbi or Michael Schellenberger. And then some of them 
really embarrassed themselves. Ever heard of Congresswoman Sylvia Garcia, Democrat from Texas? I don't know much about her, but she apparently is one of the hotshots on the committee yesterday interrogating these journalists. Listen to this exchange. Listen to how in the know Sylvia Garcia, Democrat from Texas, is about the country that she represents. Again, I'll move on. And I wanted to ask uh, Mr. Schellenberger the same question, sir. When did you first uh, visit with or get contacted by Mr. Musk? I'm not going to reveal my sources, but like I said, I was invited by Barry Weiss. I'm not asking for sources, sir. I'm just asking for chronology. Did you first make contact with Mr. Musk? I don't know the exact date. Was it? It was December. It was December. December of, well, there's a lot of Decembers in December history. of last which, year. Which December? December of last year, ma'am. Last year, the 2022? Uh, yes. All right. Now, in, um, in your discussion, in your answer, you also said that you were invited by a friend, Barry Weiss? My friend, Barry Weiss. So this friend works for Twitter, or what is, what is her... Um... She's a journalist. Sir, I didn't ask you a question. I'm, I'm now asking Mr. Schellenberger a question. Please yes, ma'am. Barry interrupt. Weiss is a journalist. I'm sorry, sir? She's a journalist. She's a journalist. So you work in concert with her? Um, yeah. Do you know when she first uh, was contacted by Mr. Musk? I, I don't know. You don't know. So you're in this as a threesome? Um... There was many more people involved than that. There was many more people involved with it. Are you being paid to be here today, either through consulting fees, no, campaign contributions, to your next not. run? Absolutely not. Do you have an interview scheduled after time this is hearing? Expired. Absolutely not. Gentlelady's time has expired. Uh, that's a United States congresswoman. That woman, you'd laugh at her in the grocery store. If she started talking in the grocery store like she was a clerk and you just struck up a conversation and say, oh, this poor thing. She's completely out of it, addled, clueless. She's a U.S. congresswoman. Here's another U.S. congresswoman, Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Now, she's disgraced. Debbie Wasserman Schultz, you remember, had to step down from the DNC because of all of her shenanigans, because of all of her corruption. But, you know, hey, people have no shame, have no shame. Here she was yesterday trying to beat up this decades um, this journalist with decades of experience, Matt Taibbi, this was classic. Now, I'm not asking you to put a dollar figure on it, but it's quite obvious that you've profited from the Twitter files. You hit the jackpot on that Vegas slot machine to which you referred. That's true, isn't it? I've also reinvested. You've made a lot. some. No, 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 no. Is it true that you have profited since you were rece- you were this recipient of the Twitter files? You've made money. Yes or no? I Very think it's probably question. a wash, honestly. No, you've, you, you have made money that you did not have before, correct? But I've also spent money that I didn't have okay. before. I just hired a I, whole group of people a, to Patently obvious answer, reclaiming my time. Attention is a powerful drug. Eyeballs, money, prominence, attention. All of it points to problems with accuracy and credibility. Now, if you're watching this on the Salem News Channel, you see that she's got this giant picture of Joe Rogan behind her. Boy, that, that's damning, isn't it? Look at Joe Rogan spreading misinformation, right? Debbie Wasserman Schultz. I I mean, here's their argument. That journalists exposing Twitter's censorship is bad for Twitter. You think I'm kidding? Here's Democrat Stacey 
Plaskett yesterday. Mr. Chairman, I'm not exaggerating when, when I say that you have called before you two witnesses who pose a direct threat to people who oppose them. They pose a direct threat to people. This is hilarious. I mean, here's the headline from National Review on that bizarre comment. Ranking Democrat Stacey Plaskett, she's from the Virgin Islands, Democrat, ripped into Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger, accusing them of endangering employees by exposing Twitter's censorship. This is this is how low we've sunk. And, you know, as Charlie Kirk points out, the beauty of Republicans in the majority in, in the House, those are the, I mean, these, and these people, Stacey Plaskett, as somebody on my team pointed out, she was venomous. These people are vile. Vicious doesn't describe Debbie. Any answer Debbie Wasserman Schultz didn't want to hear, she shut down the journalist by saying, I'm reclaiming my time. I'm reclaiming my time. It's 5 o'clock. I got to watch Judge Wapner. She's like Rain Man. She's Rain Woman of the Congress. Because she doesn't want to hear anything that she's asking. Because answers and facts and truth destroy these people. It's like holy water on a vampire. And vampires is a good analogy in this one. But wait till you hear Jim Jordan. As Charlie Kirk points out, we've seen so many things already in just a couple of short weeks. The January 6th footage that made them go crazy on Tucker Carlson's show. The revelations about COVID, which has upended their narrative for three years. The news, the the revelation about the sniper who was denied permission to take out a suicide bomber who killed 13 Americans. The House Republicans are getting it done. And when you hear Jim Jordan, you'll see what I mean. We're going to play the whole thing. I got Jim Jordan coming up. You're going to want to hear Congressman Jordan and what normalcy sounds like, what what effectiveness sounds like, what transparency sounds like. And I'm feeling pretty good, aren't you? It's a Friday. Welcome aboard. It's the Mike Gallagher Show in the ReliefFactor.com studios. Here's my number if you want to weigh in. Did you see this? The Twitter files hearings yesterday on Capitol Hill? you got to tell me what your takeaways were, please. 800-655-MIKE, 800-655-6453. And trust me, you're going to want to hear Congressman Jim Jordan a few minutes of a, of a monologue that is that you cannot miss. We've got it all coming up. So-called criminal justice reform is endangering your right to own a gun. Find out how you can protect your family by reading In Defense of the Second Amendment, new from Regnery Publishing.
Today, we're partnering with Food for the Poor to provide urgently needed food to some of the most impoverished countries in our hemisphere. I've traveled with Food for the Poor. I am so impressed with this organization. They're a great Christian ministry. You know, it's hard to imagine the impact interrupted planting cycles, rising food prices, and the lingering impact of COVID have on families who could barely feed their children to begin with. Today, a meal-for-meal match means that your one-time gift of $144 provides a family of four with food for a year. Do you know how good that's going to make you feel? Two meals a day for the next year for a family who struggled to get even a handful of rice or enough corn for a tortilla. Now, there are several ways to rescue a family through our campaign. You can go to MikeOnline.com, click on the red Send Food banner at the top of the page. You can text the keyword Mike to 91999. We'll send you back a link to make your life-saving gift. Or just give them a call. My toll-free number is 844-860-HOPE. That's 844-860-4673. Food for the poor. Help us help them today. The Mike Gallagher Show. He still thought they, they have things pretty under control. It's a very solid institution. Nobody believes that now. You see Pete Buttigieg and Kamala Harris and, and Biden can't get a sentence out. You're like, this is madness. These people are utter fools. And these are the people that are running everything. And these are the people that are getting us on the brink of war with Russia. And I don't have any faith in them. And I think most people don't. In the ReliefFactor.com studios, here's Mike. Utter fools running things. Joe Rogan is right. You don't want to believe these people are this dumb, do you? You want to believe that if you can win an election, if you got to go through the the rough and tumble of a campaign, you got to go through all that that entails, you can't believe these are stupid people. Look at the second most powerful member of our government. This week, Vice President Kamala Harris appeared at a climate conference in Miami Beach, Florida. Listen to this soundbite and tell me that she's this dumb. One of the young leaders was talking to me about climate mental health. I said, tell me what's going on with your peers. And she talked about how her peers are thinking about it. One example is, you know, whether when they're ready, could they start a family? What can they do and how can they adapt the education that they're having now to their activism? You know the, the word projection? It's the Kamala Harris's of the world that are messing up our kids, that are screwing up our kids. If they have climate mental health challenges, like she's suggesting, you're doing it to them. You're terrifying kids by your histrionics about thinking the world's coming to the, an end in the next three years because we're driving around in, in cars that, that, that are powered by gasoline. You people are goofy. You're nuts. You're absolutely nuts. Climate, mental health. Honestly, d- does anybody have a child who sits around and says, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to have a family because of the polar ice caps melting and the polar bears don't have a place to sit? Is that what you sit around and your kids sit around and see that? Get them to a therapist. Take them to the doctor. Take them to your priest, your pastor, your rabbi. Please, they need need some spirituality in their life. Can you play that one more time, Yuri? Just, Just for grins. Play 18 one more time so we can hear the sitting 
current vice president of the United States of America, the greatest country on earth. Here's the woman who's a heartbeat away from the presidency. One of the young leaders was talking to me about climate mental health. I said, tell me what's going on with your peers. And she talked about how her peers are thinking about it. One example is, you know, whether when they're ready, could they start a family? What can they do and how can they adapt the education that they're having now to their activism? We are doomed. We're at... We are absolutely doomed. It's a time for prayer. Please, dear God, let's all pray together. Dear Lord, please get us through the next couple of years. Please let us get through the insanity, the idiocy, the viciousness of the left and the loony leftists like Kamala Harris. Please, dear God, put your hand on this nation and guide us through these turbulent times. Please. Amen. In fact, let me continue my prayer for just a moment. Um, we are in our March Food for the Poor campaign, a Christian ministry that is saving lives all over the world. These children throughout the world are being blessed by your gifts. And as we head into the weekend, I, I, we're so close to getting to the halfway point. Our goal is $40,000. It's a big goal, but we'll get there. We're going to get there. I know we have our own problems, but it's safe to say that none of us face conditions like what children and families on the ground in places like Honduras and Haiti, Guatemala, Jamaica go through. I've been there. I've seen children eating just just out of filthy bowls, no food, no nourishment, but you can change that. I, I'm so impressed that already we have about $18,000 raised. we got a long way to go. Our goal is 40000 I want you to bless our campaign by getting us over at least the halfway point. Please get us over $20,000 today. For a gift as little as $47, you'll be able to feed two starving children twice a day for an entire year. Do you know how great that's going to make you feel? You're going to feed two starving kids, two hungry children, for $47. That's two meals twice a day for an entire year. That's a game changer. Trust me, your gift in any amount will not only save lives, but you'll feel great too throughout the entire weekend. You're going to you're going to do some like I like to say you're going to do a little bit of God's work. You're going to spread the love and joy of God and Jesus Christ through our Christian ministry partners, Food for the Poor. And all we need, we just need a 100 people. If I can touch 100 hearts today, We'll be well over our halfway point of our goal. Please, any gift you can you can spare, go to MikeOnline.com, click on the red Give Food, Give Hope banner at the top of the page there. MikeOnline.com, just click on that bright red banner at the top of the page or phone in your, your best gift, 844-860-HOPE. And let's give hope to these beautiful children. And, uh, and thank you in advance. You always come through. Every time I turn to you, I know I can count on you. And today I'm counting on about 100 people to donate $47 to feed two hungry children twice a day for an entire year. Go to MikeOnline.com and click on the Give Food, Give Hope banner. Or uh, just call 844-860-HOPE, 844-860-4673. Let's celebrate Friday together into the weekend. with. Let's remember how blessed we are and let's pay it forward. Let's share our blessings 
with those who desperately need it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. MikeOnline.com or call 844-860-HOPE. All right, here we go. Let's uh, dive in to Jim Jordan. I'm going to give you some more inspiration. Just like prayer and, and goodness and compassion is uplifting, I want you to hear Congressman Jim Jordan yesterday during these Twitter file hearings where Democrats like Debbie Wasserman Schultz and Sylvia Garcia and all the rest of them just embarrassed themselves. They were absolutely cringeworthy. But not this guy, not Ohio's own Congressman Jim Jordan. The the truth is we want to focus on protecting the First Amendment. Mr. Schellenberger, are you a Republican? No, I'm not. You got got any pro-Trump bumper stickers on your car? I voted for Biden. Voted for Biden. You don't have any MAGA hats laying around your house, right? I do not. Yeah, but you said earlier, both you and Mr. Taibbi said, this is the most chilling thing you've ever seen as journalists. Mr. Taibbi, the same thing. You're not a Republican either, right? No, no. no. You didn't vote for Trump. I mean, like, this is about protecting the First Amendment. Mr. Taibbi, I want to read from your uh, Twitter file number nine. You say this. After weeks of Twitter files, the Bureau issued a statement Wednesday referring to the FBI. Here's what the FBI said. It is unfortunate that conspiracy theorists and others are feeding the American public misinformation with the sole purpose of attempting to discredit the agency. You then follow up. This is why I think you're an award-winning author. You then follow up. They must think we're unambitious if our sole aim is to discredit the FBI. After all, a whole range of government agencies discredit themselves in the Twitter files. And then you go on to, in this particular Twitter file, to talk about what Mr. Bishop was just talking about, the GEC at the State Department. You talk about the CIA. You talk about the DOD. You talk about the FBI. You talk about the DHS. You talk about the Foreign Intelligence Task Force, which is a combination of all these. But there was one agency you didn't mention because you didn't know at the time. One agency, one, you had almost the whole alphabet, but you didn't mention one agency, the FTC. The F, because you, you know about them now. <laughs> yes, we you know do. about them now in an up close and personal way. You didn't know then, but you do know, uh, know now. December 2nd, as I said earlier, December 2nd, the first Twitter file comes out, Mr. Taibbi. And I think there are five others, including the ones from Mr. Schellenberger. December 13th, the very first letter that the FTA, uh, FTC sends to Twitter after the Twitter files, 11 days after the first Twitter file. There have been five of them come out. The FTC's first demand in that first letter after the Twitter files come out is identify all journalists, I'm I'm quoting, identify all journalists and other members of the media to whom Twitter worked with. You find that scary, Mr. Taibbi, that you got a federal government agency asking a private company, who in the press are you talking with? Yeah, I I do find it scary. I I think it's none of the government's business what... Uh, which journalists a private company talks to and why. Um, I think every journalist should be concerned about that and the absence of interest in that issue by um, uh, my fellow colleagues in the mainstream media is an indication of how low the business has sunk. Uh, There was once a real esprit de corps and camaraderie uh, within media, whenever one of us was uh, gone after, we all kind of rose to the challenge and supported. Used to be. Yeah. Used to be the case. Um, that is gone now. Uh, we, we don't protect one you know What another. else used to happen? Democrats used to care about protecting First Amendment free speech rights, too. Now it's like, okay, if you're attacking... And I said this on the House floor. I said, don't think they won't come for you. Oh, the, the, the big tech, big media, the cancel culture, they may come for Republicans and conservatives now, but they never. the mob is never satisfied. They will keep coming. Mr. Schellenberger, you know who the chair of the FTC is? Uh, not... 
personally. Lena Khan. Lena Khan. You know who she used to work for? My understanding is the Judiciary Committee. Yeah, she's worked for these folks. The same folks have been attacking you today. Same folks. Chair of the FTC. Worked for them. Here's what they said. Here's what she said in one in a letter where they ask about who these journalists. Again, they named four personally, four journalists by name. You were two of the four. As I said before, I think it's, it's frankly courageous and brave of you to show up today when you know the federal government's got an eye on you personally. Here's what they asked for in that letter. Any credentialing or background check Twitter has done on journalists. Now think about that. The federal government is saying we want you to do a background check on members of the press. Freedom of the press mentioned in the First Amendment. And they're doing ba- They want Twitter to do a background check on you before they can talk to you in America? The FTC, led by Lena Khan, who used to work for these guys, is asking that question. Now, 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 now we know, now we all know why you guys said at the outset, this is the most chilling story. And you guys are New York Times bestsellers, award-winning uh, journalists. But in all your, your time in the, in the journalism field, this issue, most important. And how this, I think, what would you call it, Mr. Schellenberg, this is complex. What would you call it, the... Censorship industrial complex. Totally. This web of censorship, big government, big tech, NGOs, all this web of censorship that Mr. Bishop was getting into in his line of questioning. That's what this committee is going to get to. And that's not right or left. That's not, this is just right or wrong. This is wrong. We know it's wrong. And it's about protecting the First Amendment. How good is that? How strong is that, huh? See, don't lose faith. We got people like Jim Jordan fighting for the American people. And he's right. It's not about right or left. This is this is about truth. This is transparency. This is right or wrong. And what the government has done, what these big tech oligarchs have done, the censorship shutting people down for how they feel about elections or COVID or the man in the moon, you get to express a belief without having your life destroyed or having your voice silenced because the loony left doesn't like it. Here was Matt Taibbi putting it all in perfect perspective yesterday. This is, of course, when Republicans were talking to him because Democrats didn't let him talk. Democrats wouldn't let them respond. Democrats held a an absolute uh, a star chamber. It was a witch hunt. It was a, it was a firing squad. You heard Debbie Wasserman Schultz. I reclaim my time. I reclaim my time. Shut up. Don't talk to me. I'm, pre- I'm going to pretend to an- ask you questions, but I'm really giving a monologue condemning the fact that you've exposed the role that big tech has played in censoring the American people. Well, here's how a veteran journalist, Democrat, Matt Taibbi, characterized what they uncovered. A focus of this fast-growing network, as Mike noted, is making lists of people whose opinions, beliefs, associations, or sympathies are deemed misinformation, disinformation, or malinformation. That last term is just a euphemism for true but inconvenient. Undeniably, the making of such lists is a form of digital McCarthyism. Ordinary Americans are not just being reported to Twitter for deamplification or deplatforming, but the firms like PayPal, digital advertisers like Xander, and crowdfunding sites like GoFundMe. These companies can and do refuse service to law-abiding people and, and businesses whose only crime is falling afoul of a distant, faceless, unaccountable, algorithmic judge. Digital McCarthyism. Bravo. Bravo, Matt Taibbi. Bravo, House Republicans. We've got some hope. 
1-800-655-MIKE. Let's get your reaction to all of it here in the ReliefFactor.com studios. And how about Kamala Harris's concerns about young people suffering from climate change mental health problems? Climate change mental health issues. God help us all. God help us all. 800-655-MIKE. When you need to say it now, text it. You can text Mike anytime at 800-655-MIKE. That's 800-655-6453. It's your direct pipeline to the happy conservative warrior. It's the MyPillow text line. 800-655-MIKE. MyPillow is having their biggest sheet sale of the year. You've helped MyPillow become one of the most extraordinary success stories in America today. Well, now Mike Lindell wants to give back exclusively to you, a Mike Gallagher listener. The Percale and Giza Dream Bed Sheet Sets are available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're on sale now for as low as $29.98 with our listener promo code MikeG. Order today because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale and Giza Dream Sheets are breathable. They have a cool, crisp feel made from the finest cotton on earth. Comes with a 10-year warranty, a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this amazing offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order today. Get them while they're hot. Call 800-928-6034. Use the promo code MikeG or call 800-928-6034. 800-928-6034. Or go to MyPillow.com. Look for the Mike Gallagher Radio Special Square. Click on that box. And with anything you order, be sure to enter the promo code MikeG. MyPillow.com. Promo code MikeG. MyPillow.com. Promo code Mike G or call 800-928-6034 like we love to sing. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Promo code Mike G. This is your source for breaking news and what to make of it all. This is the Mike Gallagher Show. My name is Matt Taibbi. Um, I'm not a so-called journalist. Yet you yourself posted on your, your um, I guess it's kind of like a web page. I don't quite understand what Substack is, but... Watch how these Democrats treat Matt Taibbi. I guess if democracy dies in darkness, they're the ones turning off the lights. No one from any news organization that I'm aware of, I can't speak for my producers, but that as far as I know, no one has ever, no one ever asked. Now, from the ReliefFactor.com studios, here's Mike Gallagher. Okay, buckle up. The leftists and the loony libs and the media is very excited. Looks like Donald Trump could be nearing an indictment. It looks like the district attorney, this far-left radical activist, Alvin Bragg, is signaling criminal charges out of Manhattan. The The Manhattan district attorney's office has been hot on the trail for the last, oh, I don't know, 20 years of Stormy Daniels getting a payoff. She alleges that Trump paid her off to not talk about their affair. Here was Joy Reid last night on MSNBC. They are, you, got, you just got to appreciate when other people get excited about 
little little joys in life. It's the simple things that make simple people like Joy Reid very excited. And it does not sound good for one Donald J. Trump. The New York Times is reporting that prosecutors in the Manhattan District Attorney's Office are signaling that criminal charges for the former president are likely to come for his role in the hush money payments to porn star Stormy Daniels. The Times reports the prosecutors offered Mr. Trump the chance to testify next week before the grand jury that has been hearing evidence in the potential case, according to four people with knowledge of the matter. Such offers almost always indicate an indictment is close. It would be unusual for the district attorney, Alvin J. Bragg, to notify a potential defendant without ultimately seeking charges against him. The Manhattan district attorney's office has declined comment. Now, if those charges are made, it would be the first indictment of a former United States president and the first time that Trump, who has faced numerous criminal investigations, would be charged with a crime. Settle down, Joy. I know you're. I know you're ecstatic, and I suspect it's coming. Um, here was President Trump's reaction. Incidentally, he posted this response on Truth Social. Our country has become the investigation capital of the world. Actually, that's all we do, and it's only good for our many enemies, our enemies that are laughing at us all over the world. They could not be happier as they brilliantly plot our demise and destruction. We have to get back to making America great again. I mean, this guy is, they're coming at him from, it's like General Custer's last stand, they hope. They hope they can take him out. Now, you you know when the payment supposedly took place. October of 2016. Here we sit in March of 2023, but they're just about to get him. The walls are going to close in. Here's an email I got from Anton. Anton wrote me a note about this development. He said, Mike, you are going to have to come to terms with the fact that if Trump wins, if Trump runs, rather, he can't win without independence. That's a known fact. And they make up a huge amount of votes. I won't vote for him either for the sole purpose that he won't win. They're not going to let him win. You know, this this independence narrative is a fascinating one. Yuri on my team, Yuri and I were talking about this earlier today. Why do we think independents are a bunch of morons? Are independents not capable of seeing how desperate they are to try to charge Trump with anything they can just before the pre- we are we are in the presidential campaign. In fact, there's a, r- a report out now that Ron DeSantis has told people that he absolutely will launch a campaign for the White House later this year. He's never publicly addressed this, but the Washington Post is reporting that in recent private private conversations with allies, he has described his presidential candidacy as a certainty. We will see. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe he's ready for a, 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 a battle with Donald Trump. I I did see that his new book, The Courage to Be Free, saw more than 94,000 sales in its first week. That beats out Barack Obama's book, Hillary's pre-presidential book sales for the same length of time. So DeSantis is chalking up record numbers of book sales um, as he apparently gets nearer to, at least what the Washington Post is saying, is going to be... his presidential run. 
I was talking to a friend of mine who's really, really well politically connected. And he, he said, we'll see if Trump's gigantic. Right now, he's got like a, I saw a poll came out the other day. He's got a 41 percentage point lead over, over DeSantis. And this friend of mine writes, the hold that Trump retains with large parts of the GOP base is pretty remarkable. And I think underestimated by people who are eager for him to leave the stage. I also think Trump critics may not fully appreciate his imprint on the GOP, which I would argue matches and probably exceeds Ronald Reagan's. It's just a profoundly different party than it was less than, less than a decade ago. It's not all because of Trump. There were MAGA sensibilities in the GOP that existed before he ran that he expertly tapped into. And then he channeled them in the direction he has, and now there are countless Trump imitators, not replicates exactly, but people like Ron DeSantis, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, Jim Jordan, Lake, Stefanik, Hawley, J.D. Vance, Ron Johnson. All of them are using Donald J. Trump's playbook as they design their own. It's interesting analysis. I'm not sure if you agree with it or not. I don't know. But I want to know if you believe that an indictment, if they charge Donald Trump with a felony over this so-called hush payment in 2016, I guess there's no such thing as statute of limitations when you're trying to take out a presidential candidate like Donald Trump, right? All the rules are out the window. Let's go after him for 2016, 2010, 1975. Just go after him, whatever you can get him on. Just try to stop him, right? That's the effort. Try to stop him. Are independents too dumb to see through this? I, I, I think this so-called conventional wisdom that the independents are the key and independents won't vote for him is insulting to people who are self-described independents. What do, what do you think? 1-800-655-MIKE, 800-655-6453. Give me your assessment of what an indictment and or a conviction of Donald Trump does to his presidential aspirations. And I want you to give me a a neutral, objective analysis. Do you think it's over for his chances to reclaim the White House if he's indicted and or convicted? Or do you think it lifts him, elevates him even more? Let's get your take on it here on the ReliefFactor.com studios. One open line, 800-655-MIKE, 800-655-6453. I want to hear from you. China is exploiting weaknesses in our U.S. patent system, stealing our inventions and technology, and we are helping them do it. Watch Innovation Race now on demand or buy the DVD at SalemNow.com. everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 
800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. You can't do the time. Did teenage Mike Gallagher settle in for some episodes of Beretta? With the bird, yeah, the cockatoo on yeah, his shoulder. Yeah, yeah Sammy I'm Davis kinda. Jr. with uh, the Beretta theme, Keep Your Eye on the Sparrow. Robert Blake died yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. The, boy, speaking of th- I, I I don't really remember the show that much. What I think I do remember, circa 2001, uh, when he either did or did not kill his second wife, Bonnie Lee Blakely. Bakely, excuse me. Wasn't it Bakely? I think it was Bakely. And and he was her tenth husband, so just don't even I don't I, I don't know what level of dysfunction was happening there, but but Robert Blake, you know where the Robert Blake acting career began? He passed away yesterday at the age of eighty nine. Yeah, he was one of the uh, our gang kids. Yes, he was in the our gang little rascals stuff yeah. from nineteen thirty nine to forty four. Yep. So, but here's the weird thing: so he goes on trial for killing his, his wife, uh, and was acquitted. But then four years later, in a civil, it's kind of an OJ thing, acquitted, but but found guilty because the bar is set differently. In a civil proceeding, he was found liable in a California civil court for her wrongful death. So, anyway, well, uh, you you take me down this true crime drama no rabbit hole again. <laughs> I watched. Here was my new one last night. Here's my new recommendation. Uh, Fascinating and. Ghastly and evil. You know, with with, with the Murdoch case, we saw a guy who is the personification of evil, right? You look in his eyes, you just see blackness, darkness, hatred, who could slaughter his wife and his son. And the thing that makes him so dark is is he's smooth. He's good. He's smart. Well, and here's another one. And and there's another one. A guy that a young man murdered his young pregnant wife and two daughters. You remember the guy that put the daughters in the oil well? And murdered his wife. I think his name is Webb. I was sort of drifting in and out, falling asleep last night, but it's a Netflix uh, documentary about this guy. He just fell in love with some some new, you know, chicky and decided he didn't like that, you know, that bothersome wife and these precious little girls, like three and five. And he strangled them all and killed them all and, you know, tried to convince the police that, you know, he didn't do it. But the whole documentary is steeped in actual like facebook videos of the wife oh, and that God. and the girls the little daughters it's so heartbreaking and this guy just after he kills his family he texts the girlfriend mm. i mean can, can you just imagine anybody just that goes day. to another day hey i got to get them out of the way i guess is his mindset it just you you know you're reminded of evil incidentally let's let's talk about some inspiration from them with all but that I, bad but before news. before before you if we're going to bog down you're going to take me down this trail let me tie yep. a bow around it's in a the rabbit hole way. because I'm starting to get it this is so not my cup of tea it's just not right. however I, I was I was looking through some pod, always, you know when I got driving to do I'm, I'm becoming more increasingly a podcast person and there's a podcast about a bazillion things and I've just looked for something and I find it but well, the first thing my phone does is tell me is it goes, here are the top 10 podcasts being downloaded right now. Eight of them, Mike, 
were true crime. I'm telling you. So there's just something wrong with me. I, I, no, I, I mean, I, know, I but, well, uh, I never thought I was like that either until I, a f- number of years ago. I just started getting into it, and I just, I'm fascinated by it. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in, yeah. in I'm the human condition. Well, exa- exactly, exactly you know, right. It's what not, makes, it's, you know, it's mo- it is quite literally morbid fascination. What it's makes somebody like do how what the, in the world? How in the, what, exactly how in the right. world would you say, okay, I'm going to wake up one day, I'm going to slaughter this beautiful family so I can go have a fling with my girlfriend? How, yep. how, or, or you're a, a well-connected lawyer, yeah, you got a drug problem. I think I'm going to blow my, my son's head off and, and my wife um, so people will feel sorry for me. What? I think there is value. I think there is value. I mean, and, and I can discern that value with actually immersing in these things. It is good to be reminded that evil exists that many people can fall victim to it. We must keep our shields up, and it is a fallen world. But it's also good to remember that God is around, and God is here, and God gets us through everything. And boy, your your monologue today, talking about three years ago this week, it's hard to crazy? believe it's been three three years. What do you remember? Well, you, I, here's you, two takeaways. I got two takeaways involving you, my buddy, my buddy Mark Davis. First of all, one takeaway I profoundly remember at the beginning of this was you were absolutely not going to get on an airplane and wear a mask. You just didn't want to do it. You did for your uncle's funeral, right. of course. That's and I'm right. not saying you, but you just that was it. You had no desire to travel anywhere yep. because for me, I was still going back and forth between Florida and New York, and and it was listen, it's not fun. I mean, I was, and, and I'm thinking about where we are today and how different we are three years ago, but here's a major change that is not going to go away. It's the work at home, the work, rem- the remote work stuff that's going I on. Oof. I mean, Mark, you go through New York City, there are miles of empty office buildings, of and Mark, I-, I was talking to a Salem executive yesterday, Mike Reed, who just gave a, a speech with his-, his influencer daughter on the, the-, the power of influencers, in- influencers in the-, in-, in the medium and everything. And Mike is one of the best and the brightest in our company. And we were talking about it. He said, listen, it's not going to come back. People that aren't going back, it's not coming back. And companies are finally realizing, this is from Mike's perspective, that people demand good quality employees, demand a work-life balance. They want to be able to be at home. They want they're getting as long as they're getting the job done. What's the problem? And as he's talking about it, I'm thinking about all the arguments against it. Here are the arguments: you got camaraderie, you got teamsmanship, you got people who are um, lifting each other up, and yes. you've got that. Guess what? Ain't enough. It's not enough, Mark. The reason the pro I, I'm a pros and cons list guy. I list mm-hmm. the pros and cons for everything. I mean, real estate market prices. Oh, well, not enough. If you're getting the job done, and maybe it's because I have the benefit of a team that's always been spread out all over the country. They all work from, most of them work from home, you know, and, and it wasn't, that was pre-COVID. So maybe that's why I know it works. And every and, gig is different. It works for you. There are other, and you said the most important things. If the job is getting done, why in the world beat somebody into submission to make them drive 47 minutes, 29 miles to be in some building where they don't really have to be. We have a so, we have a radio station. Salem has a radio station in New York City. I'll bet you there haven't been five people who have been in the building in three years. In a beautiful, you know what that radio building sta- in Lower Manhattan. Yep. Right, a, a, a big time office building in Lower yep. Manhattan, right by Wall Street. And yep. you know what that radio station did this year? They won Radio Station of the Year from the National Religious Broadcasters Association. 
Now, I, I mean, and, and from Jerry Crowley, the general manager's perspective, I, I mean, I, and you know, you say it with cynicism. Well, they're never there. They're never yeah. in the office. <laughs> well, but they're getting the job done, aren't they're they? They're getting it. The, they're not in the office, but they're yeah. performing. They're producing. And that isn't just for radio. That's for every line of work we're all in, every business. Who, where can you not get the job done from home? Name oh, one profession. Oh, oh I, th- I think there are many. Name with, one. With the, 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 here's Just what you one. Lose. Here, here's what you, uh, many, many things that involve collegial, collective. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Uh, I, I just I, said I, that. I, I, I know, it ain't enough. I, I, I know. So let me put it the following way, because that's a fantastic question. If you show me two workplaces where folks are not coming back, one workplace might be problematic because they should come back, but they're just lazy and they don't want to. In workplace number two, there's never really any need for them to be there, so maybe it's a good thing that they don't have to burn the money in the frustration of a commute. I don't know if it's a type of business like sales or an ad agency or a consultancy or a, a charity, but I, I there we have lost something. We absolutely have. Oh, of course, we have, and I and believe with, me with and, the human element, the human connectivity. You know, uh, and I, I lament that a little, but it's a free country, and companies can do what they want to do. And I don't disagree with you that we've lost something. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, but I will absolutely disagree with you that there are some businesses that need to have people in the in the workplace. Well, of course you don't. There are. You don't. There aren't. Well, name one. Give me one. No, Just no, Give me no, one no, talk no, show, boy. XYZ Corporation and give me one example of a know. type of. Give me a type of business where you need to be in the office. Well, Sales. With, with, hey, you ever heard of Salem? I know, I know, yeah, I know. Half, record half of our sales. sales half of our own sales department, big more than sales half. Half of them are in uh, occasionally, and they're and they're doing great. Are, we're, Guess we're what? Doing, I, it's not. Don't right. tell me sales. There's not. No, I'm sorry, Mark. Totally. There is no, not. No, no, dude. You're a, not. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying what you think. I'm saying. Uh, if your if your literal question is name me a, a business or type of business that absolutely has to have you in person, you're probably right. There isn't one. Are there some who have lost something? Lost a step? Lost some charm, lost some connectivity. Oh, we've lost, lost a some lot. quality of life. No, 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 no. I, so, I don't. So, ad- yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree with you totally. I mean, this this has been heartbreaking. What we've experienced, we have absolutely, um, like you said, we've been rock. And you you called it out. I mean, Hugh Hewitt said it's coming. This this COVID thing. Do you I remember thought, oh, listening to Hugh in February oh. of twenty twenty? Going all right, because because Hugh, first of all, Hugh, and we love him. We'll always start off that, you know, Biden could resign and, and Hugh will start off with something from the British Parliament. It'll be it's, it's just this delightful global, and I mean that in a good yes. way, arcane uh-huh. kind of worldly look. At, and yep. It's great. It's part of what makes his show so educational. So he's giving me Chinese virus stories in February. It's like, okay, all right. Let us he know when right. this blows over. Well, it didn't. And he was right. Uh, and he was right. And he was very fortuitous. Now, all right, Texas talk show king. Tell me about Sylvia Garcia. I watched this dummy on the committee yesterday. Congresswoman, is her name Sylvia Garcia from Texas? Mm-hmm. This, the Twitter, they had Matt Taibbi and, and the other guy, the Schellenberger, these two journalists. They've been journalists for decades. And to watch these Democrats carry on like, pardon my language, damn fools. And she's such a dummy. She doesn't know who she doesn't know who's Barry Weiss. What Substack? I don't know what Substack is. Oh, so who is your source for the Twitter? Here's what the Democrat and and that 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 vile Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Yeah. Here's what these hearings are, Mark. And you watch it; it's really, really disgraceful. 
They don't want any answers. They're not asking for any answers. They, in fact, whenever the two Taibi and the other guy that were you know behind the the expose of the Twitter yeah. files showing they what tried they to answer, what, mm-hmm. well, they every time they tried to answer, I I reclaim my time. I reclaim my time. Shut I reclaim up. My time. I reclaim don't my time. Yep. Not letting them talk because yep. all it is is an a- opportunity for them to showboat and give their talking points, which somehow destroy the First Amendment. You're not about. How could you not celebrate? And these two journalists are sitting there. Looking Looking at them like, are you all crazy? Yep. You're, you're attacking us. They had like a smile. They had like an amused look on their face. They yeah. couldn't believe it. It was ghastly to watch. So we're gonna we're gonna revisit that today on the show. And finally, I hope you saw. Don't want to bury the lead. New York Times reporting that looks pretty good for a Trump indictment. Uh, if and when that happens, and I've told you all along it's going to happen. I know, and I've said I'll believe it when I see it, which is not me saying it's not going to happen. It's me saying I'll believe it when I see it. So So yesterday, um, the district attorney in New York, Alvin Bragg, signals they absolutely are about to uh, indict him over the $130,000 Stormy Daniels payment. Great. Now, how many years back does that go? You know, we're getting closer to the the general election. I think somebody sent me a note that there's a, a most recent poll I think it was at New Hampshire or somewhere. Trump has a 40-point lead over DeSantis. 40 points. I, I mean, it, for, for most Republicans, Trump's the only answer here. That's correct. And now and they're scrambling. Yeah, they, but they're going to... No, so yeah. what does an indictment do to his candidacy, in your view? Oh, uh, 30 seconds. It, for the people who are on board and who love him, it energizes them even more. The swamp is coming after him. For a, for a, a, for the, the people who are not interested in him, who have already turned the page looking at DeSantis and, or somebody else, no effect on them because they're already gone. For a sliver of Republicans who are thinking, who you might call the maybe Trumpers, the mm-hmm. people are like, well, we loved him. We like the president. I don't know. Maybe this dispirits them a little bit, but I, 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 I don't know. I know. The I, question I is how minimal. big is the sliver, I think, right? I mean, that's yeah. how you got And like you say who's all the un, time. Who's undecided, on, who's undecided on Trump? I, you know what? Honestly, maybe a lot of people because it's not – I don't mean undecided in terms of I don't know what I think of him because I know I love him. I thank God for every day of his presidency. But I'm letting the game come to me in terms of does he need to be the standard bearer or is it time to turn the page to Here's a nightmare scenario. I hate, let the game hate to be to negative me. when you're so bouncing off the walls over your vacation <laughs> yes, next yes, week. Yes, and yes, man, yes, somebody's yes. excited to be off next week. So have uh, a great, great time. We're gonna. You're, thanks Thank for screwing you. up my shows all next week. So Sorry. I'll, I'll talk to you a week from Monday. But here's the nightmare scenario. Mm-hmm. Not going to be hard for you know a, a Trump hating DA like Alvin Bragg yep. to get in a, to get an indictment, and it may not be hard to get a conviction. With a I know New that, York that's, City that's, jury. that's the one thing that I have said. You can indict a ham sandwich, as the old saying goes, but getting a conviction is quite another thing. But a conviction is easier in a hostile environment, hostile environment, a hostile, environment. Venue, a hostile jury. And, hey, no and hostility to be found. No hostility to be found. Well, maybe there will be. It depends on who shows up. Mark and Mike, if you love this segment, watch this on stage for an hour and a half. We'll do stuff all over the place, background, pulling the curtain back. Mike and Mark, while I'm gone and while while, while Mike is, is fighting through his own show, uh, make sure you're there and lonely. buying your tickets. Lonely it's without lonely, you. Lonely, Mike. 660AMTheAnswer.com. Mike and I on a stage, Palace Art Center, uh, there at that magnificent theater uh, on Main Street in Grapevine on Tuesday, April 18th. Get your tickets at uh, 660AM. The answer.com. Have a wonderful week. Don't let anything big happen while I'm away, okay? Nothing oh, it always does. Somebody Nothing just texted down, me. They said, hey, remind Mark, every time he goes, the world <laughs> comes right. to an end. So, <laughs> and, but, but then in Sorry. three years, we can hear a monologue about how you made the selfless decision to return to the airwaves. And we'll get, we'll get a nice, big, dramatic presentation of that in three years. I can't wait. Wow. Have a great... <laughs> 
<laughs> Have a oh, great vacation, my oh, friend. I love I'll you. I'll try. That's Mike Gallagher. <laughs> this is what you get. This is what you get. And they can't get enough of it. Mike Gallagher Show today, as soon as we're done at 10. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.